So good morning. Sound? I have to whisper, huh? <laughs> and not breathe. <laughs> okay, let's pray. Father, we uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to tell you up front that uh, I'm going to be uh, giving you several illustrations, and they're reminiscent illustrations because uh, a couple weeks ago, went to my 50th year reunion, West Point, class of 1967. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was quite an experience. It was uh, 50 years is a long time. It's a long time. I wouldn't put it that way. Um, and also. Uh, my wife and I were married uh, the day we graduated, 6767. Um, and so we celebrated our 50th anniversary wow. here just last week. Woo! Yes. So, anyway, I tell you those things because I've been a little sentimental, if you can believe that. Uh, and uh, some of the illustrations are going are gonna to take us back to uh, my 50th year reunion and. Uh, my 50 years with my sweet wife. So, uh, we're in Philippians, and here's the, the uh, scripture. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have received, revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let me say that again. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Do you believe that? Yeah. Um, opportunity. The first verse 10 is, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have re revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. And I said, what, is that? what does that say? Um, and then I took a look at it in the context of prayer. And gave me some great insights, significant insights, in terms of prayer. At first, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Who's rejoicing in the Lord greatly? Paul. The one who's being cared for, the one who is receiving prayer. And I was thinking about prayer, and I said, you know, how many times do you refuse somebody praying for you? Maybe occasionally, but not very often. Not very often. It's great to be prayed for, is it not? Sure. I mean, guys just prayed for me before this thing started. Did I say, oh, no, no, you don't need to do that. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. But now at last you have revived your concern for me. I was thinking about that in terms of revived. Revived means that there was once life. And now you're bringing it back again. And saying, so in the context of prayer, Paul's saying, 
hey, listen, you cared for me before because you were introduced to me and I introduced you to Christ. And I appreciated your concern for me. But now, you're revived. You're caring about me again. I said, why is that? Um, you know, I, I think it's... Uh, Revival's a tough word. I mean, we, we, we hear about tent revivals and revivals and, you know, we say, yeah, that's great. But revival means life again. There was once life before, or else you wouldn't have a revival, you'd have a revival. Um, and then he says, indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. And I said, so what does it take in terms of prayer for me to pray for you. And then I thought of a couple examples, and, and the first is that's one of my classmates. That's a 1967 MG. Yeah. Same car, same wife, same weight. Now, this guy. <laughs> And this guy is a uh, Episcopal priest. He's a great guy. I said, so life's been going great for him. Would he be one who I would pray for normally? Probably not. What do I need to pray for him? His life is good. God, thank you for giving Bob a good life. You know, amen. You know, um, and then there was another classmate of mine at the introductory uh, uh, dinner who's got Alzheimer's and just had a stroke. And he walked around with a placard that he wrote on because he couldn't speak. And he wrote his name and said, Hi, Joe, this is Bob. How are you doing? Now, who am I more likely to pray for? Do we need a bump in the road to pray for somebody? You know, and I thought about home groups and life groups. Say, you know, sometimes things are going well in life groups and sometimes they're not, but we have an opportunity to pray for those in our life group. And we have an opportunity when there's issues in members of our life group to be revived in our prayer. And I just I just offer that, those observations and that and that verse. Now, there's a number of things that I want to say here, and it's in all circumstances. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I want to say a number of things here about these couple verses. Um, the first is Paul saying, I have learned. And then later on, I have learned. I have not learned anything. I'm learning present tense, but not learned. You know, years ago when I was a uh, uh, battalion commander, we went to the National Training Center 
high desert in California to train. And it was great to train because you could bring a task force and you could put tanks and Bradleys and whatnot together and, and you had to uh, arrange the sides of Rhode Island and they could just kind of let you go. And, and, but at the end of two weeks of training, they give, you, they give you a notebook full of lessons learned. And I said, you know, in all honesty, we haven't learned those lessons. We're learning them, and if we continue to practice them when we go home to our home, maybe they'll become a lessons learned, but they never did. It was always lessons learning. And that's where I am in my faith in Christ. It's lessons learning, and I live in the present tense, not the past. Not the past. So I, I wonder if Paul spoke out of turn or he was just speaking because he was further along in his walk with the Lord than I was, but lessons learned, I have learned, I have learned. He says, I also know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. This is a, a series of pictures with a heart there that you'll find in our house as you go up the stairs to our second floor. And the picture of the house on the left is where we lived as a task force commander at Fort Riley. And it's a, a, a house that's about 4,600 square feet, three working fireplaces uh, on a historical list and whatnot. It's a place not of humble means, but of prosperity. The smaller house on the right is where we lived in the War College. About 1,100 square feet. Um, we had to sort through things that we took to Fort Riley and from Fort Riley to Carlisle, put them in storage. There was an underground storage in the basement that you had to literally walk underneath, you know, and cramp down to put your stuff in. But a basin abound. But the fact of the matter is, they're both home. And, and home is more than a house. Um, and that's what I think Paul's talking about in terms of to get along with humble means and also how to live in prosperity. We lived in prosperity at Fort Riley. And I went right down the street from the commander's house, and it was, it was, a, great, it was a great life. But we also lived well at Carlisle at a house a quarter of the size. Um, so I challenge you, you know, so where do you live? Do you live in prosperity? Do you live with humble means? He said, I have learned in every circumstance the secret of being filled and growing, going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. You ever been hungry? I mean, really hungry. I mean, I... Looking back on it, when I went through ranger school, is nine weeks of yeah suffering and whatever, you know, to to get the tab at the end. I told folks I was going to go through ranger school once. <laughs> that was it. But I lost forty pounds. I came out of ranger school at six four hundred and sixty six. You know, my wife said I looked like an embryo duck. 
Yeah. Not very complimentary, but but probably appropriate in the way I look. But I learned how to be hungry. You know, sometimes I think that eating is overrated. You know, we go to less buffets now, and we share more meals. Not because we're cheap, but because we're not that hungry anymore, and hunger satisfies us if we share a meal together rather than going to a buffet. Um, you know, when I was working with the Red Cross, um, Southern Baptist Convention came alongside us in big disasters, and they had regional 18-wheelers that would come to the site of the disaster, find the local Baptist church, set up in a parking lot, and they could crank out 10,000 meals at a, at a city. It was just amazing. And Red Cross trucks and, and, and emergency vehicles would drop by and pick up hundreds of meals and, and take them out. To the people who said a day after the disaster, what do you need? We're starving. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, with all due respect, you're not starving. Maybe you need medications. Maybe your little one needs water, you know, but you're not starving. Oh, yes, we are. I said, okay, we'll see. And the second, the first day was, thank goodness you're here, Southern Baptist Convention. They got stew, white bread, fruit cocktail out of a can. You know, it was good deal. The next day was, well, what's for dinner? I said, already. And the third day was, we knew it was time to up sticks because folks weren't showing up. <laughs> they were back in the home. They were back going to restaurants, whatever. So I think being hungry is something you need to experience but it's overrated in terms of its necessity. You know, I, uh, about 10 years ago, um, through every fault of my own, I ruptured my appendix. And I went to the hospital, had emergency surgery and whatever, and my system shut down. And I didn't eat anything for 18 days. I was on IVs and uh, I remember staring at the clock at 3 in the morning, numbers days, and saying, you know, I can't sleep, but I'm not hungry. How can that be? <laughs> and yet that was the case. So maybe going hungry and being filled is a bit overrated, and maybe we need to think about that as well. Now, the secret of being filled, both of having abundance and suffering need brings me to our 50-year celebration of our anniversary. And, and this is the West Point Chapel. It's actually a cathedral that dominates the, the grounds at West Point. But the picture on the left is the day we were married, the day I graduated, the day I got commissioned, the day I was my best man's best man and he was mine, and a pretty, pretty busy day. Um, but that's what we look like, 6767. And on the right, same chapel, same couple, 50 years later walking out, I say, I say, now, 
At this point, I told Barbara I was supposed to say something profound. <laughs> I don't have anything profound except to say that time passes quicker than you think. And uh, if you haven't reflected on your marriage and you haven't invested in your marriage lately, do it now. Uh, do it now. Because uh, things go by uh, and years go by very, very fast. But it's all good. It's all abundance and not need. So, now I don't know where Paul was when he was writing this thank you note to the Philippians, but he may have, you know how you tend to look back over what you have written in the preceding paragraph and when I say, and every once in a while you say, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm surprised I was able to say that. But if he didn't come to the point, he said, you know, the fact of the matter is my life is rooted in Christ and in him I can do all things. Abase and abound, humble not, hungry or filled. It's all about Christ and he and my ability to be a part of him, I can do all things him who strengthens me. And I would, again, say in reflection of my 50-year reunion and 50 years of being married, that that's true. That I can do all things, not by myself, but through him who strengthens me. So, discussion questions. Wide-ranging. What causes you to have some, have concern for tomorrow? Do you need a bump in the road to show your concern to pray for him or her? How is your prayer life when all is well with the world? This is a good question that I often ask myself. So how close am I to the Lord when things are going well in my life? And how close am I to the Lord when things are not? And actually, if the truth be known, I'm closer to the Lord when things are not going well in my life than when things are. We're pretty good at celebrating victory. The Cavaliers... We're never going to win two in a row. <laughs> they lost last night to Golden State. Golden State celebrated. They expected to win. But they celebrated. Good life celebration. Second, I am learning to be content in all circumstances. How about you? I am learning to stay away from declaring a lesson learned and to have in its place declare a lesson learning. That's just a personal observation that God calls us day in and day out to live for him and uh, that puts us in the present tense and not the past. Uh, do you know how to live with humble means? How about prosperity? I, I've never lived in humble means. God's always blessed. You know, we lived in 1,100 square foot, but it was blessed. It was, it was God who provided that, that house. Um, have you ever been hungry for a long time? Discuss that time or a similar challenge you experienced. Maybe you have. Maybe medical, maybe some of you remember Ranger School. <laughs> uh, maybe some of you have had experience with eating. You know, we talk about, for example, we talk about fasting. So I couldn't possibly fast. I said, yeah, you can. It's, it's very possible. 
And it's amazing to me when you do fast for a prolonged period of time, after the first three or four days, eating is not that important to you. It's not that you can't go back and eat a full meal, but it's not that important to you. Paul says you can do all things through him who strengthens you. Do you believe this statement? That's a, maybe that's beyond today, but you can begin sharing because I think that we, uh, we sometimes take God for granted. You know, maybe more than a little, uh, but I would challenge you and challenge us to handle these discussion questions. So let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for the opportunities you give us. Father, we thank you that um, in you we have everything we need. And in you, you strengthen us. Father, give us uh, courage uh, to uh, live a life in a present tense. Father, give us uh, wisdom, give us insight. Father, give us uh, perspective uh, that uh, shows us um, what it means to be strengthened by you day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks.